Here we go now. We're rolling. Did you say here we go now? Here we go now. I was thinking it was like a ninety a CNC Music Factory or God, something kind of there song. There was good stuff in the 90s. There, there was, was. Good music. I hear it every week I go to hip hop. They play the same songs they played 20 years ago. Escapade. <laughs> and last week it was Miss You Much. I know, but that's not really hip hop. That's I mean, not hip hop. Well. But whatever. You shouldn't be going there anyway. So I'm glad <laughs> that it's fun. But I'm glad that it's fun because it's good I music. I love and, it. No, it's that's fantastic. good. That's good. I, yes. It's great. So oh, anyway, it's the comedy it's, couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony I'm Tripoli. I'm Dennis Hensley. And I'm Tony Tripoli, and, and we're here on the couch. It's a Wednesday night. Yeah. In April, I it's think two it's weeks the since we did our last one. About just about. I two think weeks. today's the 26th. Yeah. Um. um today's 25th actually. Right. And you're going away this ago. weekend, and you went away last weekend. Dennis, I'm on tour. You're on tour. You're <laughs> busting it out. Yeah. You're playing different shows in different cities. You oh, were just boy. in Seattle. Yeah. And how was that? Well, the shows were great. Right on. I did How many shows. did you do? Three shows in two nights? So I did two shows. Set. There was an eight and ten on Saturday and a seven on Sunday. Right. And the reason was the venue only holds about 40 people. Right on. And it's a basement at uh, this place called The Rendezvous. And they have the grotto upstairs. No, I'm sorry. They have the jewel box theater upstairs. Okay. Which is like a hundred, hundred ten, you know, hundred, okay. like a hundred. Okay. And have you, you've seen shows at um, Genghis Cullen mm-hmm. on yeah, Fairfax, sure. where it's sort of like church pews on both sides, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a slightly larger version of that and prettier. It's very gold and like okay. speakeasy looking. Okay. And that's where we wanted to do the show. Uh, and, but it was rented, it was booked. So anyways, they have a basement downstairs called the grotto that seats about 40. And so whatever it, so that was fine. Um, we, I flew in Friday afternoon so that Friday night we could be part of Lily Armani Winfrey's drag show, which so is at a bar called part? neighbors. There were two comics. It was me and a guy from Phoenix named Mike Gillerman. Oh, okay. I didn't and, know that. um, and so we were calling the show tale of two grinders Okay, because we met on Grinder. I was in Phoenix two or three months ago. Awesome. And I went on Grinder, and here's this. His name was like Tall Comic, I think, on Grinder. Right. And so, you know, I was like, "Hey, do you want me to fuck you?" And he was like, "Something about being a comedian or something." Well, even I'm a comedian, but you're really getting to the point or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, you're a comic." And he was like, yeah, what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm a comedian. And he goes, what's your name? And I said, Tony Triplin. And he was like, oh, I know who you are. And so then it was like a total soft on. And right. basically yeah. now I'm his fucking comedy mentor. Right. And I just wanted a piece of ass, really. Right. And now that having met him, would you still have wanted him? Well. Or did you already have him? No, I never had him. Okay. Ever. And I should have just taken the piece of ass. That's really the bottom line. But. But would you were you attracted to him apart from the comedies? If you'd just seen the package, as it were, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, he's a tall. Look, he's he's that six foot five. um, You know, he's Jewish, which I like, and he's tall and lanky, which I like. Um, He's he just turned thirty one, which you know is very old for me. Sure, but you know, so I was like, you know, yeah, I would totally have sex with this guy. Okay, but um. But he just wants he only he goes on Grinder seriously to promote his shows, and yeah. I go that fucking makes me so that's like you being on Grinder like I that may, that's not right right your Grinder is for putting dicks in holes right cocks in mouths 
Right. It's not about putting butts in seats. Right. That's not what it's for. <laughs> That's not what it's for. And well, so- I want to go on a tangent here while I have this queued up. Okay. So I was on Scruff, and I got a woof from this guy, and I went to his profile, and um, he, he explains a little about who he is. I'm a singer, songwriter, actor, blah, blah, blah. And oh, then boy. there's a line that says, just out of nowhere, I got involved in Showgirls 2 due to the fact that, that I'm a huge fan of Showgirls. However, due to Rena Riffles slash Penny Hope in the first one, Ego, my juicy part was cut 80% after I funded the film and had a, a contract for my part and my deliver- devilishly sexy song to be featured in the end credits. credits. Bears, I ask you, please do not support the film. I use that term very loosely. Or invest any of your hard-earned cash as a Showgirls fan to any There's future... There's a movie called Showgirls 2? Yeah, Rena Riffle project, so you won't be ripped off like I was. As the saying goes, if you don't stand for something, you'll stand for anything. Uh, so no, anyway... You'll he, fall for anything. Yeah, something like that. Oh, but okay. Rena, Penny Hope was that one... Yeah. Penny Hope, she, she created Showgirls 2, and wow. they shot it, and apparently this guy that's on Scruff got taken to the cleaners. But, like, <laughs> talk about an odd use of a... Yeah, uh, GPS dating. But situation. did he like put a picture of his dick on on? No, like oh, well, there's a right. picture of himself eating noodles. That might be right. No, up your that's alley. not at all the same. <laughs> unless this you mean unless you eating noodles is code for what I do in bed with Asians. <laughs> no, there are real noodles, America. They're yeah. real noodles. Yeah, but I I that's a very specific tangent to go off on on a program. I hate him. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. I feel he got you know. I um when I was flying back from Phoenix, uh, two weeks ago. Yes. After the last podcast, uh, I went to Fe- yeah I went right. To Phoenix so you went to Phoenix and Seattle for and Disney on Ice with my niece. Right. And on. on the way back, um, this guy was you know looking at me when I was at the gate, and it right. wasn't like oh this guy's totally crude. Like I whatever I never think whatever it was I didn't think that it was like a sexual thing. Right. Um, but he was for sure like no, and I was like oh god, do I have food on my sh-? like you know because when right. I go to Phoenix. I All since I since I can't get any dick on grinder, I just feed my other hole, and it's right. constantly with the Taco Bell and the cheese crisp and right. the Chick Fil A. And so I thought, do I have a stain? Like, is that what it is? It's a yeah. stain, right? He's looking at me, and I got off the phone, and he walked over and he goes, "Your name is Tony, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "I'm a couch potato." Oh, and it was one of the biggest thrills of my life. It was one of the amazing... most thrilling moments of my life. Ah, I can't believe it. And I love, yeah. And he was, and he was really like, Uh, I know I shouldn't be bothering you because, but I just, he goes, but I'm a couch potato. And I just, I know, like, (laughs) I know so much that I just feel like I couldn't, it seemed somehow like it would be rude. It's like like walking on the set of days of our lives. You have to. No, but it was more like, I, you know, I feel like we're cousins or family and i can't just see you in a crowd and not say hi because i know so much about you like yeah and and there was also that small look in his eyes of like god i feel so badly for you why do you tell us all that stuff but it was also like he loves it and and he said you know that where does he live in phoenix it's a very complicated story and i you know i'm so bad with names dennis and i I just god i feel like such a dick that i can't remember your name because i know you're listening you lovable plot couch potato but he lives in one city and the boyfriend lives in another and they meet in phoenix because that's like the middle oh and they they keep a place in phoenix and they meet there like every other weekend okay all right and so it's really and they've i believe it's been that way i asked him how long was it been though with that way for the relationship and it's been a long time and they just 
handle it. And he was so cool. And I really liked talking to him. And I was like, well, look, you need to explain, you know, because he and the boyfriend both listened to the podcast. Oh, I and I was like, it. well, you need to tell the boyfriend that I like you better. All right. Now that we've met, you're my well, f- I, I like think the that's boyfriend fair. better. Fuck him. Well, okay, you can have you. That's fine. That's I just still, don't yeah. want. Yeah, I want everyone to feel. I'm evil. taking sides on this okay. because he came up and said, "I'm sorry to bother you." That's so cool. Potato. So yeah, so that was it was such a thrilling moment for me, and I meant to write down his name in my phone so I could remember it, so I could talk about him in a more flattering way. And I'm so sorry that I'm acting like I get recognized all the time and I can't right. possibly remember everyone's name because it was really down, thrilling spoke to me in an airport yeah I would have lost one piece of paper yeah and so anyway but I, I feel badly about that I think but, that's awesome so anyway so Mike and I do the show in in Seattle it's called Tale of Two Grinders right on and um, you know he's just starting out in comedy and um, he's got some really really strong material mm-hmm. um, but you know but I think there's a lot about finding who you are as a comic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even so much what you say, but how you say it so much of the time. And Mm -hmm. it's just about being, for for me, it's such about honesty and it's such about like, you know, being who you, even though me on stage is certainly a heightened version of myself, it's Mm. still me. Like I don't say anything as truth on stage that is the actual opposite of what I really think. Do you know what I mean? Like that, you know, where, and, um, and how I, you know whatever how I talk and how fast I talk and how movements of all of that stuff I feel I feel very very comfortable mm-hmm. on stage and you know you can that's something that you you learn the, the more you do it the more comfortable right. you get doing it you know so you, that's the only but he's a he's a writes he writes good jokes and stuff and so we had a really fun time but we had very small audiences I couldn't believe it Seattle apparently is a really early town the drag show started at eight thirty. On the yeah. bar on Friday night, which is like unheard of. Yeah, and we each, you know, did some, and then and Lily Armani Winfrey, who's a really really talented drag performer, also interviewed us, did like a live Q and A, and that oh, was neat. really really fun. And um, and then Saturday, I was like busy writing fashion police jokes, right? Um, but um, but then we did the shows. So we only had about twenty five people at the first show, and then we had like eight at the second show. On and then Saturday? on Sunday, yeah. yeah, and then on Sunday we had like six tickets. Mm. So there ended up being about fifteen people because we invited the people from the drag show and some right. people so nice. But so I ended up spending nine hundred and thirty-two dollars, and we ended up making six hundred even. Right. So I'm only down, you know, three hundred and thirty-two dollars. But you know what? You started making a name for yourself no, in the Pacific Northwest. The, the truth is, what I was like, he was like, "Oh, I feel so bad," and. I got to see my friend Nora, who used to work on The Dish, and she's right. a really good producer, and she's working on Hoarders now. Yeah. And and she's a, she just started doing comedy, but she's a real sort of comedy nerd. And she mm-hmm. was like, you need to stop with all this fucking gay shit. Like, you stop after saying you're this gay comic. Like, you can you killed it. You would crush in straight rooms. Why are you selling yourself short? Like, you know, like, she really – so there was a lot of, like, good stuff that was What do nice you think of that hear. idea? Well, I think she's right. I just think that – it's easy. What I do is I reach out to small theaters that do gay themed plays, like mm-hmm. Celebration Theater right. here in LA, right? And just say, hey, if you have a weekend where you have a set up that you're doing dress rehearsals, you have yeah. no income that week. Bring me in that week, and you know we'll split the door, and yeah. whatever you make is found money for you, right? And yet you can then brag to your subscribers that you brought in this big fancy gay comic from LA, and. You know what I mean? It's good for it's good for both of us. Right. And she's like, "No. You need to be just, you know, getting an agent and headlining in club." And I'm like, 
I can't be headlining in clubs yet. I just don't have any, I don't have name recognition, but when I, it's, so it's good. It was a great weekend. And I saw Dina Martina. Yes. Do her newest show that she's going to be doing all summer. Fantastic. Is she coming back here by any chance? Yes, she's going to be in L.A. the weekend of May. She's going to be Casita del Campo the weekend of May, like, 17th, 18th, 19th. Okay. And I'm going to be in New York that weekend, so I'm not, I okay. would have to miss it. So I was so glad I got to go to a 2 o'clock matinee on Sunday, which was her final performance. Right on. And um, this is my the best show. It's my favorite one of the th- four shows of hers I've seen over the years. I love it. So I really want everyone to go and see. It's called Dina Martina, Ample Wattage, and... God, and I took Nora and Mike, the, the, the comic. Right on. And they both knew nothing about her. And they both, when I was describing it, were like, okay. And they were so in love with Dina afterward. Like, their minds were she blown. Perform? She play, performs at this place called Rebar, which is where yeah. I need to do my show. Yeah. And it's, you can see like 100, 100, 110. Nice. And it's right there where all the gay bars are. And that's right where you need that's to be. That's where it's Seattle. at. Yeah. Fantastic. So, but anyway, so thanks Seattle. And I did a really fun podcast called the Seattle gay scene. Right on. So you can get that for free on iTunes, Seattle gay scene. Right on. Um, and, uh, it was, I had a really good time with those guys. So it was me and Mike and then the two guys that do that podcast in my hotel room. Fun. And we, it's literally like an hour and a half and it's, it was really funny. We had a great conversation. Good. So, Seattle yeah. gay scene. Yeah. So check that one out. I love it. And you're going to Phoenix this weekend to I'm do shows. Two shows. In Tempe, Arizona, at the Stray right Cat on. Theater, and Saturday is sold out. Way They're to go. turning people the away. The Stray Cat Theater. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, they do a lot of, they do like um, all gay versions of like Shakespeare shows, yeah. and like, and then they, they just do edgy, they do like goth versions, and they did one of the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, like right one on. of those, like you know those sort of mashup plays. Like, yeah, they do just really sort of odd left yeah. of center kind of stuff that all has a lot of a gay remember when danny and steve silverman would do those mashups like um the king and i know what you did last summer i remember the jesus titles. christ super star wars yeah. yeah they would mash them up it's they a were great idea above. yeah uh the valley art is near do you know where the valley art is that movie theater on old town in old town tempe tempe is that behind the mall no no that's camelby plaza yeah this is in old town tempe on mill avenue it's like an old you know, art house. Okay. That's where I saw my first porno. Uh, they really were showing. Yes. They were showing a porno on screen when I was in college and because they, they showed like art house movies, but mm. then every once in a while they show porno. Uh, they showed um, inside Marilyn chambers and autobiography of a flea. What is that experience like to be in a room of people? Well, I'd never seen porn. Um, I've never seen a porn movie. I don't, think so on dvd i don't think i had never seen a vhs of like a jeff striker film not until not until later so okay so it was your first time really seeing people fucking yes yes and john holmes was in the picture and he used and here's the thing i went yes i went with my roommates at the time i was 17 they were no and they were it was a straight movie and they were older but they we were all mormons but we went to this movie, and I was afraid they weren't going to let me in, and they let me in. And I'm, so I'm sitting there with them, and every time a guy had come on screen, I'd go, is that John Holmes? And my friend would go, I don't think, I don't think so. So the that's next awesome. time would, another guy would come on, is that John Holmes? Mm, I don't think that's John Holmes. And then this one dude came on screen, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's John. You know what that is? That's, <laughs> that's John, John Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. So that was the Valley Art. And, yeah, I just remember it was a John Holmes movie, and – 
it was a naughty it was very naughty to be there i don't think i got a boner or anything like that maybe but i don't remember i don't think huh. i did I, now um, I can can't even bear to watch porn without having control of like fast forwarding. Yeah, like you were saying at the hotel. No, totally. And, yeah, it, it's infuriating. They no. do everything wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I'm very excited about going back to do my show stand up in Phoenix. Yes. this weekend because well, first of all, I'm going to be on the lo- the local channel twelve. Good afternoon, Phoenix. Yeah, it's like good afternoon. Hasta la vista. Something. Yeah. What's the co- what's it called? I don't know. It I don't know what the show is called. That's it's just cool. the emails are all initials. It's like EVB channel twelve or okay. something. Um, but um, so we're on at like four o'clock Friday afternoon. Fabulous. And they watched some of my stand up clips and were like, um, the girl wrote me the nicest email and it was like. You know, we're on in the afternoon, and I just don't think that any of your clips, I really don't know, like, do you have any just clips of, like, you and Joan, like, talking? Like, you know, and I was like, so I was like, no, there's not, we're not gonna be able to show any clips, but, you know, I do, I think I can talk, and I I know enough about producing, and four o'clock in the afternoon, like, I know what I can and can't say, and yeah, but, um, so it might be a total disaster. Right. But, um, I think I'm gonna see Breadloaf. Oh, f- I forgot all about Breadloaf. Well, I have Breadloaf is back in the picture. Yes, he sure the is. The return of Breadloaf. And so I think that for the next podcast, there could be a uh, a Breadloaf. You, you could know. A, a trip to the bakery? Yeah. And like just Is he going to come and see your show? Here's a picture of Breadloaf in a jockstrap. Wow. So I'm literally handed Dennis my phone. You should say something. He's very cute. Oh, he's crazy yeah he's great um so is that his so yeah there's his ass he's got a nice he's got a nice taper to what the fuck's happening with your phone it's like disco phone oh yeah i have this new case that yes. lights up but the people can't they can't see that i so. know but it's like a disco in his yeah, thing it lights up. yeah so um so, so yeah, you're gonna so, see bread loaf is so he gonna come to your show he's gonna yes and maybe on my chest are you gonna so stay in a hotel or are you i got a family? hotel room yeah because i was like look i need to be where the bread loaf action is right I can't be out in Phoenix with a seven-year-old in the next room. Yes. You know what I mean? And I can't do that thing where then I drive back to Natalie's house after the show and then, oh, I'm going to – whatever. I would tell her I'm, I'm going go to go for Bread No, yeah. I would tell her I'm making a run to Subway for a 12-inch. Right, sure. But whatever. This is just better. And th- and that's why I can act like I have a craft and I have to prepare. Yes, you do but have it's a really craft. Just, and you do it's have to just prepare. for fucking. And it's fun to stay in a hotel. Yeah. Um. What uh, What hotel are you – where are you going to be? I don't know. I just got some inexpensive hotel no. in, in Tempe. Have you – you've been keeping in touch with Bread Loaf, obviously? Oh, yes. How did – how was it left before? You just hadn't he seen him? He started there, flaking compli- on me. There was a problem. Yes. He kept being like, we would make – okay, I'll be there in Phoenix this weekend. Let's have sex. And he'd be like, yeah, all about it. And then I'd get there and I'd be like, okay, you know, it's like – it's dinner time. You know, I'll be done in a couple hours. What right. time's good for you? And he'd be like, oh, I'm drunk already. Yeah. Can't. Too drunk. Right. And I'm like – you literally couldn't fucking pace yourself. Like, you can't rally three hours from now. Yeah. Get a cup of coffee, faggot. Like, I this know. is special to me. I get and it. And then I, so I just started realizing that I'm not that special. Yeah. I'm not that special to bread loaf. Wow. Well, I have a similar story. I. How um, sim- Really? How yes, similar is it's this? It's kind of similar. Okay. It's not that similar, but okay. Yeah. This so is remember the, 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 the 12 podcasts. inch stick that you had sex with. Yeah, right. The two the two podcasts ago, I talked about Frisco, the guy that, and I uh-huh. never followed up with that story unless I followed up with you off the podcast. Yeah. But somebody asked me what happened with that dude. So he was going to be down here um, to stay with his friend for the surgery and stuff like that, and we were going to have a date on Sunday. Mm-hmm. On say it was the day after St. Patrick's Day, 
And I was very excited because we'd been corresponding for quite a while. So Sunday morning, I'm at the Coffee Bean writing or whatever, and I get a text from him, and he has to cancel because he's hungover. He went out last night and partied. And he's it's so hungover. Inexcusable. And I was like, my heart sank because yeah. I had been really excited about it. And um, and what what um is amazing is how quickly I can recover from those things now. Like I'm really bummed out for about ten minutes, and then I'm like, it's kind of no, no, it's true a little bit. Like I, it's well, some mechanism. Bit. Some mechanism has kicked in. Yeah, and I'm really sad for what, however long so it's that like is. Disappointment control. And it and it goes. Yeah. You know, maybe it's because I hadn't met him yet or whatever. So, um, we ended up uh, getting together that Thursday after the surgery and had a really nice time. I really liked Was him. His, we did he show up feeling apologetic? For, he felt really bad. So and, that's great. That's yes, the right way to and, play it. You know, I I. I get, uh, you know, he takes care of somebody all the time. Yeah. So I get when you're free from that, you cut loose and you get drunk. Yeah. I get it. Um, and we had a nice time, a little kissy face. He's back in San Francisco. I, I hope to see him again. But um, that was the And you could certainly go there. I could go there. I, I would like to go there, actually, to see him and some other people. So. Um, but yeah, it was that boozy, like really hungover after mm-hmm. all of this back and forth and, you know, but it was fine. Ultimately. I might, I might start dating a porn star. Good. Which a one? A former porn star. I can't say who. Okay. We've not met face to face. Okay. We met, uh, through Facebook. Okay. And he was very forthcoming. About, about being a porn? past. Had you, did you recognize him when you saw his no. picture? Okay. No, not someone who I'd ever seen. Right. He did a very, very brief career. Yes. Uh, just wasn't for him. Didn't right. like how it felt. Got out, you know. Right. Um, and has recently moved uh, out of L.A. And literally we could have met so many times. Well, it's so weird that we never met while he lived here for all these years. And then... Literally a week after he moves out of L.A., I popped up on his, like, someone you might like on Facebook or right. something, yeah. and he recognized me from Jones' reality show, which right. he watched, and was like, oh, my God. Wait, he put all the pieces together and wrote me this really nice, you know, email. And so we've talked Do you still the have phone. room on Facebook for more fr- people? No, I can't add any more friends. So, But you can, you can still get messages and stuff that you just can't add him. Right. Okay. He and can, I can he also can... kick somebody out. Yeah. And make room for a certain porn star that wants to say nice things to me. I mean, right. I'm no dummy. Right. Basically, if you've got a vagina, your time on my Facebook friend list <laughs> is really... Is your days are numbered? Yes. It is That's, drawing to a close. Ouch. Wow. Yeah, couch, yeah. Couch... Uh, yeah. It, really, I'm getting to the point now, if you're, if you're male and wearing a shirt, it, you're not long for this Facebook <laughs> earth, frankly. So, Karen right. Ellis, you know I love you, but TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> you better start. You're going to have to start emailing me. Yeah. Sorry, Norma. Yeah. You're going to have to start wow. using the regular email pretty yes. soon. Because <laughs> Giddy needs to be scratched. Yeah. But so, wow. No, but okay. so he's so, he's really, really nice. Where is and he living now? I, can't, I don't want to say too much because okay. I don't want how someone fa- to how know. How far? A plane ride? 
Oh, or, yeah. Or a car ride. Far. No. Far. Okay. far okay. Yeah. Plane and pain in the ass. Other side of the country. Like, you know. Have you watched any of his work? Well, of course, now I have. Right. Because when you're, like, having these, like, romantic talks, and, of course, yeah. someone is, like, perfect when you're on the phone with them. And, right. And, oh, my God, I do that, too. And, oh, that's exactly how I feel. And yeah. I love going there. How did we never end up there on the same night when I lived in Oh, we're meant to be together. Oh, you know. Right. So, suddenly, we're, like, fucking sliding doors or something, right. you know. It's on. I get it. And then I get it. Then I watch him get fucking railed by some giant black guy and you're like oh yeah yeah there's that right you know then you like see them whatever doing whatever you know stuff and I, traffic cone no traffic cone no he never I have as far as i know no just and the thing is no. he was mostly a top in his videos but then now you really kind of have to do everything apparently and whatever i i don't want to get too into it but when was his heyday when was his porn? Recently. I would say okay. probably maybe. I think he's been out of it for like three years or something. All right. But so whatever. So I'm going to be. That's exciting. When are you going to see him? Well, whenever I go to, to this the place. city he's in or the city he comes back here. But Maybe you know. meet him in Phoenix like those guys. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going to take a little piece of the Couch Pays advice. That's right. Um, and, you know, still working with. The other porn star. I said his name, right? Yeah. I didn't I don't say know. that that was... I think so. Yeah, it was Brett Corrigan, yeah, yeah, Sean yeah. Paul Lockhart. Yeah. We're going to be working together again next week on some material, so that um, will be fun or whatever. He's been busy with Coachella, and sure. he has such a busy schedule, and then I have like a crazy schedule, so we haven't... Yeah. We've only had the one right When is session. he hoping to to? I don't perform. think there's like a really... He doesn't have a hard deadline, or like a... Yeah, that's the only face. thing that he has that isn't hard. Right. Wow. Um, but yeah, but he's nice. And so there's Good. that. And then my porn world really like your porn world exploded. It's sort of like, is it the laws of attraction? When I start working with one porn star, then days after that, this other porn person meets, finds me on Facebook and we fall in love. And right. then there's a porn person that goes to my gym. Right. Literally was like, we need to like, we need to get together. All right. And I was like, wow. Like, and he's real. I love when I talk to him at the gym. Like he's really like sexy and and. But he wasn't a porn person who I was ever like super like a fan of. But like I, so it's so weird to Is have he still like doing it. The gym no, guy. No, but I think he really, really recently has. But I think he's essentially done now. Yeah. Um, but like, it's so weird to like meet a guy or not meet a guy, get an email of a guy, and then to be able to just fucking Google them and just watch them. Like, it. go to town. That's, yeah. like, a really weird phenomenon that is at once titillating and also depressing. Yeah. I just finished reading um, Tom Judson, a.k.a. Gus Maddox's book, yeah. Laid Bare. And he's a friend of mine, and I loved his book. He's a really great writer. He's a and super talented guy. He can do everything. And um, he writes about some of the porny stuff in there. And then the next chapter, he's talking about his partner who died and... It's all yeah. it's all very integrated for him, and I respect it. I think it's I think he's awesome, and it's a good book if you're a fan. Um, he talks about he tells one story about how he was hustling, and he had a client. And when he met them, he met him. The client had a twin brother. He met the twin brother, mm -hmm. and the way things went in the night, like he was in bed with one guy, and they went to sleep, and then. The guy got up and then he came back to bed and something happened. And then the next day he wondered, he's like, did they pull a switch on me in the middle of the night? Like, did, wow. I, did they do a two for one and I didn't even know it? it yeah. The way and he, he never found out? Mm -mm. 
But the way he tells the story, it's like it wasn't until the morning where he thought, oh, wait, that might have not been. But it might have been the brother. Probably not, because then he would have come back to bed all frisky and want to have sex again. Unless like, the one guy the, had sex. And then leaves. Left, then the other guy the guy comes in. And he's going to want his load. He's going to want to get his nut, Dennis. <laughs> I don't know, but it was like one of those. It was felt very David Dennis. Lynchian. Everybody wants their nut. Everyone's got to get a nut. Uh, sometimes so. you feel like a nut, and sometimes you sometimes don't. you feel like Tom Judson's yeah. nut. So he, there's a story about how he may or may not have. Um, That's fascinating. Been with twins, yeah. There, but they were kind of like buttoned down, like prof- college professor types, like in this country house. Like, like yeah. it was a really kind of creepy deepy. So. Yeah, I was masturbating um, to porn uh, a few weeks, a while ago. I, sure. And um, and I got and Joan called. Oh, that's hilarious. No, it was terrible. And her number popped up on my phone, and I while I was masturbating with pornography on, and I looked over, and there was a picture of Joan on my phone. Yeah. And it said Joan, and it was like, well, that's the end of that. Like, yeah. I just couldn't like. Not, I just mean it was just like my. It was like being busted by grandma. You had like to I think of her as like no, I didn't answer. I couldn't. Oh. Okay. She left a message. Can you? I can't imagine answering my iPhone to Joan Rivers with luby hands. Oh, I I don't know. Oh, I could. You said well, yeah. If she called, well, she, that's the thing. We you don't have, have to, that kind like, of relation. But like normally, calls, no matter, you have to answer. right? No matter what I'm doing, usually. Right. But this time, I oh god, and I've never. I haven't told her. Don't tell her. I won't tell her. You're got a growing a, boy. I got a new kind of, of lube. Really? There's you a new like kind it? of lube called Spunk. Okay. And they sell it. The, the the appeal is it looks just like jizz. Right. It looks like white yeah. jizz. And it's like you're masturbating with jizz. Do you like that? No. <laughs> like. Yeah. I don't know that I would either. It's I don't like, know. It's that, when you described it, I should have been like, ooh. And I've, it's right. Like, mm, I don't know. And I like, I, uh, it's like half silicone, half. Water bait. I don't know. Yeah. It's like you're not into it. So I don't. I'm not trying to shit on this guy's parade, but especially if Joan Rivers, if Joan Rivers calls in the middle, yeah, and then you know what I mean. Like yeah. if you're gonna try to start up again, so it's like a long session. Yeah, it's gonna get sticky. Yeah. Whereas the silicone, man, the silicone can fucking, it can just go and go. The silicone is like a twenty year old. The silicone lube, meaning yes. a little dabble, do you? Is that what you're saying? The silicone lube as opposed to the water-based lube? Right. Oh, my God. Yes. The silicone better. lube is the, Fuck yes. Pay the Feels extra $10, better. Dennis. Feels you're 45 better. years old. Yes. Or and and lasts lasts longer and is less just messy. Great. Well, you have to. it's harder maybe. It's a little bit harder to wash off because it's not yeah. quite as water. Like, you need to use soap. Right. But it's like you just fucking, with the silicone, you, do you just have a favorite brand? jerk it. I think I usually buy these. <laughs> I think it's called Swiss Navy or Swiss Army. I think it's I've Swiss seen Navy. That. Yeah. Um, but any right. of the silicones, the gun oils. Right. Your uh, elbow grease is that one? I think elbow. I feel like elbow grease is like in a jar, and that's like something. Yeah. Way too kinky for me. Right. But um, your yeah, your silicones are definitely the way to go. Right. Especially with butt fucking. Especially, right. it's just really. The difference is, and what's the difference? It's it never goes right. Well, like while regular, you're doing regular it. wet water-based lube. Yeah. After a after a couple of after a few dozen thrusts or whatever, really starts to get like 
making foamy noise. and sticky glue. Yeah, it's like it becomes really adhesive. Right. Whereas the silicone is just it's you're just it's like you're using baby oil. I see. Okay. It's the way to go. That's good. You should get a but lube sponsor. For treat yourself, Dennis. Treat right. you and your penis to some to that, some of that. Base. I've got some in my room if you want to borrow some. Um, I think that would be a weird thing. For me to, it, well, I'd yes. give you like a sample. If you had a sample, I would, I would give if you, you like had a sample container. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not like, hey, I held yeah. this in my luby <laughs> hand. Um, I went to my first ever bridal shower this weekend for my friend Brittany, that who's marrying terrible. my trainer, Jalen. And um, it was really kind of fun. But and you can make things fun. Would I have had fun? Pro- maybe. I don't know. <laughs> First of all, well, yes, you would have, and here's why. Okay. The food was fucking amazing. Oh. Like there I'm was listening. a lot of there was a big spread of all kinds of good stuff and wow. desserts and Okay. So she's not dishes. making all of her bridesmaids be on the Jenny Craig or anything. No, no. No not at least uh, not at this party. Yeah. And they played Bridal Bingo and I where you have a little card yeah, and then they call out and uh-huh. I won um I won some. Uh, you didn't vanilla. win silicone lube. No, but I won a bunch of vanilla, like a vanilla body lotion and a vanilla spray, and like I'm. And I'm you like down it? With, oh yeah, I love There's that. There's nothing shit. better than I'm nice, all about smelly, yes. smelly sprays, I'm smelly candles, it. spready lo- smelly lotions. All that is just the best. Yeah. And there was um, uh, a lesbian sitting across from me. Uh oh. Who was very fun, and then her former partner next to me. Oh and boy. they, we did the uh, game where everyone gets like a bunch of toilet paper and a few little things, and you have to create a wedding dress. Terrible. And I was the bride. I was volunteered me for the bride, yeah. which I like. Were you the then, only man there? No, there were some other gays there, but I was there. It was for just girls and gays. Were you the gayest one? No, there was uh, the hairdresser was much gayer. Oh, okay. The uh, friend who is a dancing chipmunk on uh, a commercial was also gay. Um, you mean the Kia commercial? I think it's an AT and T commercial, but it runs a lot because the guy's doing good. He's a very sweet. Kid. Where they where they do the LMFAO song? I don't know. He's a dancing squirrel. I think or a chipmunk. I don't know. Okay, some kind of rodent. Uh, he was there, and one of the, he was one of the organizers of it. So they dress me up. So go, and then you get the toilet paper, and you start wiping right. You know, putting wiping. it on. Putting it uh, wrapping. Not wa- wrapping, wrapping it on or however they're going to do it. And I love that I didn't have to make any choices. I just stood there and let them do what they wanted. And one of the lesbians really kind of got a little barky. Like, no, yes. do it now. Really? Do- cut it. Mother- cut it. Cut it. Cut well, it. Well, let me find a feather so you can knock me over with it. <laughs> so, uh, and. This podcast needs to be called One of the Lesbians Got a Little Barky. <laughs> Because but, no one at iTunes will believe it. Uh, that can't be true. I'm writing it down because here's what happens. When I go yeah, to remember I what the title is, and I then, can't. Because it was an hour ago. I know. And so many funny things have happened since then. Uh, so, But long story short, we won. We won that too. So I went to a bridal shower and, and I won prizes. everything. Um, and then one of the things that they did at the end was – the the old um how how well do you know your fiance gum game do you know how that works gum yes they get big um big like gumballs yeah and the bride is asked questions and the fiance's already given their answers so you know what's your favorite restaurant together as a couple right and then she it's like the newlywed game but everyone she gets wrong she has to put a thing of gum in her mouth so if she messes up a lot she's got uh, she can barely talk and it's hilarious 
It doesn't sound like it. No, but it's it's cute because it's just like them yeah. getting to know the couple. And the gum is just a little added wrinkle. But um, it was really sweet to hear their romantic answers. Yeah. Twice this week I was around people See, that were in love. now you're going to make me cry. Yeah, now you're going to totally. And it's really interesting to be around people who are in love. Like because it seems love. like and especially forever fresh new ago love. that you felt that, doesn't it? Yeah. I literally, yes. It feels you're like, like another planet. And I don't remember being that person. Even. Yeah, I know. And I don't feel lonely, which is good. But when you're around that, you go like, oh, yeah. That's as good as life gets. Th yes, that's the most powerful thing. That's as good as yeah. life gets. Although life is good in other ways, whatever. But, but to see it in front of your eyes, like my um, my friend Guy, his he fell in love with a guy in Israel, and the guy's here now. And I met him for the first time. We had dinner. And to see them together, yeah, it's like, wow, that's that. I'll, t I'll have I worked with having. him today. I, didn't, I don't know if I met the boyfriend. I don't think. He didn't say he was the boyfriend. Um... Was it? Um, but it was, yeah, because he's doing this new yeah, short yeah, yeah. film. Yeah, the one at the, the club. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, good. And Did you hear the song? I had to sing the song. Okay, good. It so was, everyone's going to be lip syncing. No, I had to literally sing it. They put yeah. me in the recording. So he was like, wow. can you sing it all? And I was like, yeah, I can do whatever. I sing fine. And yes, so then they had good. me do a couple lines, and he comes running, and he goes, oh, my God, what? Like, you really sound great. What is the deal? And I was like, well, guy, I mean, I made my living as a singer until I was 31. Yeah. But it was the weirdest experience. What was it like to sing? It was really weird. Yeah. It was like, it was sort of oddly exhilarating. I mean, it Good. was like, I remember loving this. Yes. And, and then I you stopped got, in 2001 and I just stopped, stopped. You stopped and got like, I don't want to sing. I and I never sing, sing in the car, in the shower, yes. like nothing. And it was weird to not be prepared for it because I didn't right. know there was a song in this. I thought it was oh, yeah. all just. It's like a Jeff. And uh, Jeff this Mark's big song. Oscar winner, you yeah, know, yeah, wrote this song for it. It's really cool, and yeah, and uh, yeah, they had me. So then they were like, "Well, God, have, well, have you seen this part too?" And you know what? Let's just have, let's just get you doing, you know. So I sang a lot of yeah the song, and um, where did you record it at? In this the the Oscar and Grammy winners' house. So it was which is just was it Mervin incredible. or Jeff? Mervin's house. Okay, right on. Which yeah. is near Mrs. Kathy's house, actually. Yes, um, and it was just. I think I'd been to that. It was house. an amazing house, and it was a really cool experience. And then, and it was nice also because, you know, Guy is Guy Shalem is so talented yeah. and has been a part of so many projects. And you've worked with him with a lot of stuff, but I've yeah. never really worked with him on anything. Right. And I think maybe a small part of me was maybe a little hurt that I was never asked to. I don't know. Right. Whatever. Like it wasn't really on my radar, but it was definitely. And he, like, I told him, well, I was thinking this and this. And he was like, great. And he goes, here, you just press this button to start the recording and you just do it. And he right. literally left and just let me just riff like my, because basically it's what it is, is it's thoughts. a bunch of people in a gay bar and you yeah. can hear their inner thoughts. Right. And he was just like, it was really nice. Like the amount of like, because I really respect him. So right. to have him be like, you get it. You just do your thing, and right. you know we'll use what we can use. And now, so were you doing spoken word stuff? Yeah, and singing after I and sang you, the song. And you were you creating your character because he told totally, we talked about yeah. it the other night. Yeah, yeah, awesome. It was cool. really, it was really fun. So well, he did gay Shark Tank, and so this is going to be like yeah that thing. It'll um, be neat. And what's great about the song is you can hear it as really really hopeful. Yeah, or really kind of defeated. 
Yeah. Which I think is kind of a neat thing. Yeah. People will hear, like I heard it totally defeated. Right. And they were like, when you get to the last line, just let it taper off and stop singing and just speak the last couple words and don't even say the last word. And I was like, right. Cause I'm so defeated. And they were like, no, cause it's like hopeful. And I go, Oh, all right. <laughs> and wow, they were like, right. but you play it your way. And they were like, you know, it worked, yeah. but like, it was, it's a fun thing. So whatever, that'll be probably this summer. Yeah, no, and we'll I, see I it think in they're film festivals well. I think they're shooting to get it done in time for Outfest. Yeah, so it's um, gonna be neat. That's cool. Um, so but yeah, but he's but, so he's in love totally. Like, well, that's great. Um, he deserves it because he's. It's been a while because I know he went through that difficult breakup. And yes. Then he like went on that trip to Israel to sort of recalibrate yes. and and uh, did he go to Egypt? He went to Africa. Yeah. Um, that was a few years ago. But, I mean, he really kind of, like, recalibrated. Yeah. he's He's been in it. He's been going through stuff. But the new guy, is, he's really young, but he's really cool. I really like him. His name's Nir. He's Israeli. I think, he, was he around? A dark-haired guy? I think that um, I think young from another country is different Yeah. than young from West Hollywood. I do. Yeah, yeah. This guy's got a very it's a kind of a cliche like an old soul, but he you can talk to him like a contemporary. He's thoughtful and mm-hmm. insightful and yeah, but it was to be around somebody like in within in that thing is like, oh yeah. That. I, I did this interview today. Mhm. God, Dennis. I get this email and it's like I do this YouTube interview thing. You know, would you be willing to do it? And I'm like, of course. Like anyone that wants to fucking ask me a question yeah. about me, I whatever. And so right. it's like, well, like the gag is I do it in my car. It's like a minivan. And, you know, and I have all these view whatever. I I never watched one. I was just like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. And we had to change it like three or four times. And it was like, how about Wednesday morning? Okay. I'm really sorry, but then I got this big audition at eleven thirty today. So I was like, we have to move it up to nine AM. So drive all the way into Hollywood. You have to get up at like eight, try to like get ready. Cause I'm going to be on camera. So you want to look like you've been yeah. awake. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like my one fucking day off and I get there and you know, he's a really nice guy, but it's, you know, it's not like a polished, right. You know, professional, whatever. And so look, I'm no big star. So it's not like I'm expecting it to be, you know, Oprah, but right. like, you know, and like we're in the car and the car just smells and there's animal hair getting all over me. And I knowing that I have to go from that to this other audition. Right. And I'm like, God damn it. And I just everybody just fucking bugs me so much. And so just like and now it's like he's got his iPhone on a suction cup on the windshield. So we have to like be like that's the aesthetic now. Joel yeah. leaning in and it's like dude, you're like in my space and it just feels weird and I don't know you and I'm just like grumpy because it's early in the morning. It was a fucking nightmare. And all I said was, look, before we start, you know, anything you want to ask is no problem, but please just don't mention Kathy Griffin. Just nothing about Kathy. No problem. So we're walking through (laughs) my whole life. You're already at the part where I burn his car down. I know, but let me get <laughs> no, there. Let me I'm get just there. Like, what? What? Else? So we go through my whole life. You were born in Phoenix, and what was that like? And I was a skinny little kid, and then I was eight, and then I was fourteen, and now I'm ten, right. and now I'm in high school. It was like you know, it's over an hour, and I say you know, and so then you know, uh, my best friend and I uh, were asked to be on Kathy Griffin's reality show the first season, and it was really great, and it really made me, you know, remember that what I really always wanted to do was be on television, and I you know got out of stopped teaching the kids gymnastic and decided to really jump in and 
from that, you know, then I got this other TV show called Fashion House and they asked me to do this stand up and I did it once to prove my mom wrong and I loved it. And that led to the dish, which led to Joan Rivers. And that's sort of like the chain of events. And he's like, okay, well, you mentioned Kathy Griffin. And in researching in your bio and stuff, I noticed that clearly you were really good friends and then you suddenly stopped and you've not spoken about it. So what was the story there? And I was like, yeah, no, we don't need to talk about that. But what was exciting was, you know, it was really great of her to put us on the show and it led to, to and he was like, well, I would be, you know, I wouldn't be doing my job as a as journalist. A journalist in a car. With right. A, with and it's like, I'm not trying to take a pot shot at this guy, but right. he literally said the words, I wouldn't be a serious yeah. journalist if I well, didn't ask you about this. And right. I go, we're in a car and it's like a smelly car. Like, we're not yeah. even in like. What did you say? I said, well. And I just bit my lip and he goes, oh, so you're just not going to answer. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I don't have to answer. And fuck I wanted you. to go, yeah, fucker. I'm not going to answer because answer. I asked you not to bring this yeah. up. So, but whatever, you know, we're doing, we, we finished the thing. And so I drive, I go to this audition and the audition was also kind of a nightmare because it's for this new logo show. Okay. And the concept of this logo show is there's seven friends and they, and some are gay and some are girls and some are straight, whatever. It's just a group of seven people that are friends. Right. And they have to individually privately rank each other who is the probably the most vain who in your group is the most stylish and you rank all of your friends in the order of how stylish they are one to seven right and who is most likely to end up in rehab who do you think is probably the best in bed who do you think has the worst temper who's the biggest tipper like whatever all these different kinds of Man. and there's 10 questions then the host me and let's be honest it's gonna be alec mappa but today at the audition it was me right uh, you know, says, all right, Dennis, you're up. The question is, you know, uh, who's the biggest tipper? Where do you think the other six people ranked you? Where were you ranked? And if you get it right, you win money. And okay. it's, so you're like revealing truths about these friends and right. some might cause people to get upset a little, but it's all in good fun and there's right, some man. money and whatever you think about the, you know, but it's Fremantle. This is a big time Right. Deal. Oh, wow. And so they sent the the host script, the copy mm -hmm. a few days ago. And it's, you know, welcome to the show. These are the rules. And you, it's important that you explain the rules so that people understand right. it. Right. So then I get there and they're like, okay, so um, did you get any of the emails? And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like explaining it to me. And he tells me everything that's in the script I already had in terms of the rules. And he goes, but just kind of throw that away. Just make it your own. And just, you know, I just really want you to be funny and be you and like get your own like jokes in. But we want you to keep it really short and really make sure you give us all the rules. And I'm thinking, well, short and all the rules is what you sent me. So why am I making it my own, which is therefore making it longer? Because I can't not tell the rule. Like I was, it's just very unclear. Like you're asking for contradictory yeah. things here. And so, you know, like I tried it and then it's the kind of thing where as soon as you walk out, you think of 10 things you could have said. Right. That would have. So I don't feel like I did a great job. But then I called my agent. I was like, you know what? We all know this is going to Alec Mappa because Logo loves him. And he's so fucking talented and wonderful anyway. I hope he gets every job in the world. Right. But it was just like that dog project for my show that I was up for yeah. went to him. And he's, you know, whatever. So I was like, well, I tanked maybe, but I wasn't going to get the job anyway. So I guess it's not the big What deal. was the project called? Well, they're calling it Rape Me or Date Me. Okay. But it sounds so much like rape me yeah. or date me that they're for sure going to change it. Yeah. So, but Maybe anyway. Maybe they should keep it as rape me. But why do they just call it rape me? And it was like, and know. then it's like logo. So you're thinking, well, they, they're seeing gay guys, but they don't want gay people on logo. They're doing this whole straight adjacent. Like, so it was just very. They're going to have Eden. 
Yeah, it was so frustrating. Anyway, so then I leave the interview and I go, I need to email this guy from the interview in his car show. Yeah. And just say, you know, I go, I I thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. And I would really appreciate it if you would edit out that one part about Kathy. And he is not going to like, you know what? Someone that's going to get on stage as a comedian and take pot shots at everyone. You know, you're, you can't then, doesn't it make you a hypocrite if you're going to have this one thing that no one can ask you about? Like, you can't pretend that you're this open book, but then have these certain areas that are off limits. And I think you'll remember that when Brad and Angelina were doing press for Mr. Mrs. Smith and everyone knew they were an item, they sent out a, a release saying anyone that asked anything about their relationship, the interview would be terminated. And so Access Hollywood said, if we can't ask, we're not going to interview them at the press junket, you know, and da, 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 and this is the pre- and I go, well, you know, OK. And and he's like, and, you know, Bruno Mars was on Pierce Morgan and Pierce asked him about his drug use. And he said that was the past. I don't want to talk about it. And Piers, you know, kept pressing him because that's what a good journalist does. And I said, look, I'm not trying to be difficult, but if you have the same number of viewers that Pearson Morgan has, <laughs> and I was making the same kind of money that Bruno Mars was have was making, this would be a different scenario. Yeah, exactly. But there's no, I go, you got to understand, talking about, saying anything negative about Kathy Griffin is going to do nothing but cause problems for me. There's no upside. Yeah. And... There's no benefit in it. We don't need it. Like, could you please? Like, I and that's why I asked you beforehand to not ask me, and you agreed. So right, and you guys, you were doing a guy this guy a favor by and, doing a show. And then he wrote back again and was like, "Well, I'll take it out, but I really think you should know." And he literally cited like ten other examples of huge A-list celebrities. Right. Like, and Oprah said, "I'm not going to do the interview with Michael Jackson unless I can ask anything I want." I don't really think this is the same thing. Yeah. She didn't interview him in her, in her car. Yeah. That's, and, if, no. and if she did, it would have been a limo. That's right. Like, that's crazy. So it was that was yeah. like just such a frustrating... It's one of those deals where it's like, well, I'm very fancy. I interviewed today. And then you fucking remember how fucking low-ass your career is when it's like, can you please go back in your iPhone and edit out that one right. question? Well, um, I watched the Kathy Griffin show. And I want to say that I love the theme song. The theme song, it's like a little girl group song that they had written for it. Like the Schlesinger the guy Kathy, that the wrote. Kathy paid top dollar for it. Probably. That, that thing you do, guy wrote it, and it's a, just a cute song. So there's that. Okay. I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, I, I just watched it. Smash. I'm up to date on Smash. Uh, this I think was the Bollywood dance. There's only two or three people that are even watching that show anymore. And right? I'm one of them, and I'll be four of them if it'll help. Mm-hmm. I still am into it, and tonight was Bollywood number. So it was, it was great, and then it got crappy, and then now it's good again. It's always been fun. It's always fun. It's flawed. Sometimes you're like, mm, that doesn't make any sense. But I'm into it. It's my okay. guilty pleasure. I love it. What about New Girl? Love it. God, I think it's so clever. It I is think so it's so fantastic. The best show. I love all those actors. Every I love one the of voice them. of the writing. It's just amazing. And then Schmidt what about is so sexy? I can't stand it. I want to talk about Veep and Girls. Okay, I'm yes. not in love with Schmidt. I am. I like the other guy. Oh, I like the other guy too. Yeah, he's, uh, he's adorable. Yeah, but Schmidt, I like. I love the character of Schmidt. It's a genius spin on that character. He's sort of sexy and wears but then goofy, sexy yeah. things and takes off his shirt. And I like a douche. I think I, he's got that douchebag sexy thing. Because there's sure. no venom. Yeah. Yeah, for, I think he's sexy. All right, so let's talk about Veep and girls. Because girls, did you see the new episode? Yeah. When, with that, it's so incredible when she does that whole thing about. 
how she thinks she might have AIDS and she doesn't want AIDS. And then ultimately yeah. she said she wants AIDS. Yeah. And the woman giving her the STD test goes, that's an incredibly horrible thing to say. You don't want. And like, you know, yeah. that just the idea that someone typed that, that she typed yeah. it. I, I'm I so like impressed. the second one it, even better than the first one. And I, I, it makes me laugh and it's, and I love specific. Shoshana. The sort of ditzy girl that the, has never had sex. Yeah, that's is the, an amazing character, and it's she's so Mammoth's acted, daughter. So. Yeah, she's very unique. Everyone on that show is like has famous parents, which I think is interesting. Um, and I like the one she she she, she got accused her of ruining her abortion. She was kind of throwing yes. her an abortion, and you really threw the best abortion. Yeah, God, that was so. Yeah. Funny because it sounds if you haven't watched the show and you hear AIDS joke abortion, you think, "Oh God, this is so." But it's sort of sweet in a way, like it's not. It's reckless very unique. I like and, it. Yeah, I really like it a lot. I'm into it. All right, what about Veep? I liked it. I th- I like Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, I like her more than anyone else. I like um, I like Anna Klumsky, the girl. Yeah. Um. But I want like Tony Hale to turn it down a click. Yeah, he and the other yeah. the lazy like I just kind of go. I don't think the vice president's group could be that ragtag. Like they they're, can't be that really incompetent. incompetent. Yeah, it's like they're Parks and Recreation. You know, you're like, yeah. mm, I don't know that the the vice president's office could be that 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 incompetent. Right, but um, uh, I love her and I love when she's meeting people and she goes I see you I see you I yeah. see you as she shakes their hands yeah because it reminds me of Joan when we come back from commercial yeah and they're all talking to one another and then she yeah. looks up into the camera and reads yeah. the copy she always goes and we're talking and we're talking and we're talking is that what she and says we're talking yeah you can see it plain as day she's <laughs> saying to them and we're talking and we're talking I always talking, I never know what she's and saying we're talking there. welcome back to fashion police yeah and I go, Joan, we can clearly see <laughs> that you're saying the words, and we're talking. That's part of the fun of and it. And the idea of the vice president going, and I see you, I can see you, I see you, as she meets people. She doesn't literally say that no, where they can hear it. she literally says the line to them face. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's he goes, so this funny. is so-and-so, and she goes, I see you, as she shakes their hand. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. her kind There's of, like, There's a lot of neat I'm... little things. I like the plot point where she had somebody forge the... Yeah, signature and the person accidentally wrote their own name on this card. Yeah. so it was a huge. That could easily happen. Totally. That's, so, um, yeah. So I like Veep. I saw the best play the other night. Good people mm-hmm. at the Geffen. Dynamite. Great. Dynamite. Want to see with it. Jane Kaczmarek. It's so good. It was so timely uh, about class and luck, and it it sort of examines that myth that if you work hard enough you can do anything or anything mm. can happen you know um but what happened was at one point in the second act somebody's cell phone rang and Kazmarek and it wasn't even just a ring it was like you could hear voices like something tripped and somebody was talking and I th- at first I thought it was part of the show and then Kazmarek they were sort of sitting around a living room and there was a cheese platter on the table and they were talking about the cheese platter and then it just stopped and then you heard the sound in the audience and it took a while for it to stop and Kazmarek sort of looked out at the audience and everyone's fucking shitting their pants at this point. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of turned back to the cheese and you could tell that she wants to go back but she couldn't remember where she was. Uh. So she took a, what felt like a long time and then she finally said, 
oh, and then that's the cheddar or whatever the next line was. She she got back in it. But it was the most like your body chemistry just changed. You just like it was so I fucking hate everyone. How hard is it to turn off? a? Have you ever been that person? Never. Yeah, I never have either. I don't think I don't. How hard is it? You're walking in to like there are just some places where your phone can't be on. Yeah. And you got dressed up and you bought expensive tickets and you met someone there. I like, have had that there moment were where so many steps involved. You don't get to go. Oh, I just forgot. Like I, I've forgotten. It's not a movie at three wrong. o'clock in the afternoon where we weren't no. planning on seeing it. We walked by and I just ran in and caught it. And I didn't even think, you know, yeah. Like you paid $110 for these fucking tickets a month ago. Yeah. I turn off your phone. I understand how it happens. People just forget or they think they turned it off and they didn't. And, but anyway, I, I it's annoying and I would hate to be that person. And well, but uh, when I was at um, American Idiot a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, a girl not only left her phone on, she answered it and, and just bent down and just had a conversation <laughs> in it. Oh, uh, that's annoying. And I, it's not annoying. That should, she should be killed. Yeah. It's like, I just felt like I wanted stoned. the curtain to come down. Yeah. And I wanted everyone, the other 2,000 people in the theater, to line up and smack the fuck out of her. Right. And I think we'd only have to do it once, Dennis. Yeah. If everyone did it, 2,000 people. I know. I feel like that it would be lesson learned. That would be finish the job there. Whatever. Yes. Um, I think I – and I just saw the Mad Men episode. Are you watching Mad Men this I season? I have not watched any of this season. Oh, I love it so much. I just don't – Tonight's yeah. was really unique. Really unique. January Jones is hardly on it at all. Well – Hardly at all. Now I'm intrigued. And I love the new wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so – there's that. I will say I have one other thing. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm one of the things that I'm the king of is demanding to talk to who? Uh, the supervisor. Okay. So when I bought my new car a couple of weeks ago, there was a small chip in the paint on the hood, which I didn't even notice, but the salesman knew about and said, uh, you know, we need you need to bring the car in, and we'll give you a loaner. Right. And because it's a chip that's like down to the metal, they literally have to put it in the paint bay, and it's like you know it might be more than one day. It might end up being like a two day thing. So we'll just schedule it when it's time for you. But he kept saying, "But don't, the, it's no big deal. We'll give you a loaner." And I was like, "Totally cool, no problem." Right. So I scheduled it for yesterday. I knew after the taping I could take the car in, and then if it was done. You know, if they needed it for one day, I'd be able to pick it up at the end of the day today. Right. And that would be fine. So, and I said, and if it's not going to be ready, I leave town to go to Phoenix Thursday morning. So then you'll have to wait. I'll have to keep your loaner until Monday. And they were like, no problem. So I'm supposed to go see this woman, Norma. And it's Galpin Auto, you know, and they have like Galpin Ford, Galpin Mazda, Galp, you know, whatever. There's like six different lots, but they're all on one street. Right. So I drive out there, you know, which is like 20 minutes from the house. I drive out there. After the taping, I've had two nights of two hours sleep. It was a rough fucking taping. Whatever. Got through it. Get out there, and I pull up to Mazda service. Right. Because I bought a Mazda. I'm driving a Mazda. And they go, yeah, we don't know. We don't have an appointment for you. And they go, and I go, well, I set up with Norma. And they go, oh, Norma is at Galpin Auto Sports. That's down two blocks across the street. And I go, well, why didn't she tell me? To come there instead of here. And they go, yeah, she should have. And I go, all right, whatever, thanks. So then I try to leave, and the security guard is like, I need to see your paperwork. And I go, well, there is no paperwork because I came to the wrong place. No, 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 I can't, leave, I can't let you leave until I see your paperwork. 
well, I understand. And he doesn't speak English. He was, that was the one thing he could say in English was like, right. see your paperwork. Right. And I'm going, but I just pulled in a minute. Like I've been here like two minutes. I came to the, Norma. It's fucking Norma's problem. And he's like, sir, sir, no, no paperwork, no gate. And he's got this gate down. I can't like just ignore him and drive off. So now I'm really getting pissed. So I go, look, call Norma. Like, I don't know who Norma is. I'm telling him to call. He doesn't know Norma. Finally, I'm like doing hand gestures, no paperwork, open gate. Like it's really bad. And so it was a little racist maybe. And he got my point and he opened the gate. He opened that fucking gate and let me right. go. And so then I drive down, I find Norma and I walk in and she's like chewing gum behind the counter and she's like barely opens her eyes past like 20%. And I'm already like, oh, she's going to be one of these. Right. And I'm like, hi, Norma. My name's Tony Tripoli. I made an appointment with you. And she's like, you mean Tripoli? And I go, yeah, I said my name wrong. Sorry. Um, yeah, so I'm here for my car. And she goes, well, let me find your paperwork. And she finds the paperwork and she goes, well, are you going to show me the car? And I go, sure, I didn't know you would need it. And she goes, well, I don't even know what we're doing to it. And she's just this fat white lady. And I'm like, well, okay, I made this whole appointment. Like, I did like 14 steps before and... I go, I'm really sorry, Norma, but I'm like, I'm really kind of in a bad mood because you didn't tell me to come here. I went to the Mazda and then they wouldn't let me out. And the guy didn't speak English and da da da. And she goes, uh huh. And like, she shouldn't have said, uh huh. That really, and Norma so now wasn't having we it. We walk out to the car and I show her the little thing and she takes a pen and she circles it and she goes, well, come on. Like, I'm like, I'm lollygag. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So we go back in and she goes, all right, here's the rental car paperwork. Once you have this filled out, I'll call the shuttle. And then they'll come pick you up, and it usually takes, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. And I go, rental car? And she goes, yeah, they're going to come and take you to Enterprise, but we'll pay for it. I go, no, there's supposed to be a loaner. And she goes, what's the difference? I go, there's a big difference. A loaner is a fleet of cars you have here, and I just drop off my car and give you the keys, and you give me the keys to the loaner, and I go on with my life. But if you're telling me I have to fill out all this fucking paperwork and get my insurance and go to the Enterprise and then deal with them... This is like, that's a complete different deal. And she goes, well, I don't see what the difference is. And I go, where's Philip? That's my salesman. So she calls Philip, my salesman, and she goes, he's on his way. He's literally a block down the street, okay? I can see his office. So I wait for 10 minutes, 10 fuming minutes. And Philip isn't there yet. And I go, whenever Philip shows, just tell him I left and he can call me. So I get in my car and I drive away. And as I'm driving away, I remember that I had complained about someone else there after I bought the car. Because when you buy a new car, they send you that survey. Right. And I raved about Philip, who I just loved, and I loved that. But I thought it was really gross that the the sales manager, who's a big, fat, white, bald guy, who was it's wearing important to know cream. He's fat and what color well, he is. Well, it will pay. It's very important that we know. Because it's not... <laughs> A lazy ethnic person. This is a full garden variety, lazy white man. Who's fat and bald. Who's fat and bald. But he's wearing like a cream color sweater vest that says Mazda. Right. And it's splattered with spaghetti sauce. Splat. I mean, like, like comically. Right. Like, it's like a joke. It's like a that Will Ferrell. Wearing. Yeah. Okay. And when I go into his office to sign this paperwork, it reeks of Chinese food. Right. And it just was like so amateur hour. And so I wrote in the survey, I go, I was really shocked when I walked into the, the man the sales manager's office and it reeked of 
Chinese food in four, and he was covered in salt. Like, is there really not a break room? The man has to eat at his desk and stink up the whole place. So this woman called Netta called me a couple days later and said, we are so embarrassed, Mr. Tripoli. And, you know, please, whenever you come back for service again, I want you to come and see me. Right. And they have a Starbucks in, right, right. in, in the village. And, I'm, you know, we're going to take you to Starbucks, and I'm really embarrassed by that, and that's not how it should be. And if there's ever another problem, call me. Well, as I was driving off the light, I remembered I should call Netta. Yeah, so Netta's I, got my back. I drove over to the building that I thought Netta might be in, the one with Starbucks, and there was a man outside, and I said, is this... Is Netta in this office? And he goes, yeah, she just walked in her office. She's right there. You can see through the glass in the leopard top. So she's a beautiful <laughs> Armenian woman, maybe, who is fat, but that's because she's pregnant, so it doesn't count. Okay. She's only fat in that one area. All right. We've just got to. And gotta... just gorgeous. And, and I walk in, and I was like, hi, Netta. Um, do you have a minute? And she goes, of course. And I said, well, I'm Tony Tripoli. You called me a couple weeks ago. I Tripoli? Yeah. And I, I wrote the thing about the sweater, and she kind of laughed. And she goes, yeah. And I go, I'm sorry, but I work on Fashion Police, and we notice these things. And she goes, oh, I'm glad you told me that I won't stand up because I don't think you'll like this outfit. And so we're laughing, and she goes, I think I owe you a Starbucks. I go, that's not why I'm here. I just came back to get this fixed, and Norma is, like, giving me screensavers. Like, she would not look alert or fucking get any motion going, and she was useless. And she goes, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> Literally said I've heard that before. And I go and I called Philip and he said he was coming and I waited 10 minutes and I'm sorry. I'm not going to just sit there all day. And she goes, no, I'm glad you came to me. She goes, you drive the car over and I'll walk. I go, I'll give you a ride. She goes, no, no, I need the exercise. And we, she walked and I moved my car over and I got there. And let me tell you something. When Netta walked back to Mazda service, which was the first place that I went, there were three different guys. Mr. Tripoli, let me take your bag. Mr. Tripoli, oh, can I get you something to drink? Mr. They, they're fucking scared of Netta. I was out of there in three minutes. With a loner. Yes. With the loner, my car, they're going to paint it. They're going to detail it. They're going to get, you know, they're so sorry for the inconvenience. Netta is magical. She lives in a lamp. I'm convinced. That's awesome. She's amazing. Okay. Well, the, and Norma all... might be looking for a new job next yeah. week, which is wow. also great. With the pizza guy. Now, do you have your car back? No. Okay. So it wasn't done today. Okay. Um, and so I'll just go get I'll But you get do it love it. I love my car, yeah. Good. That's exciting. And I love Netta. Good. Netta. Which is N-E-D-A. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Not Nita. No. Oh. Not right. Tripoli. Not Tripoli. If, look, if I can be Tripoli, then she can be Netta. That's right. Well, I've crossed out everything on my list. All right. So. I did go to the Shrine Circus. Oh, yeah. How was it? Um, on a first date with someone that I'd never met before. He, would, he just sort of found me on Facebook and was like, hey, I'd love to take you out. And I was like, yeah, I lived in Orange County, and and I was excited. Um, there's not a physical, there's not a physical attraction, right. but he did something on our first date, and I just want to tell people out there. Usually, my advice about don't do this on a first date is something that I've done. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun that this is something that wasn't me. But he told me the story while we were we were at the circus before the circus, and we got these like barbecue chicken sandwiches, um, and maybe you know, hot dogs and pizza, whatever. And he told me the story of the time two years ago that he broke his penis. Like Schmidt And did. it really broke. And he was in the hospital for like a week. And it was, it wouldn't, it was hard and he broke it and it was still an erection, but it was like flopping and it really hurt. But it was, an, it was erect, but it just wouldn't stand up anymore because you've ripped like the tendon. And, but incredibly painful and turned purple. 
and the blood can't drain. And he went like that for four days before he went to the hospital. And then they tried to drain it and it wouldn't drain. And they, he had two surgeries. And at one point he said, so there's like a little scar next to the like pee hole on either side. And then he was like, you know, you'll see. And I thought, no, no, I'll never see that. I will never, ever see it. Like you've, no. So don't ever, if you've broken your penis, there's no shame in that. But it's not a first date How did he story. break it? it because isn't... he was fucking someone, and it, when your dick comes in and out, in and out, it came out, and it didn't go back in the hole right. It, like, caught his yeah. ass cheek, and it just, he leaned on it, and it just, you hear a bang, and it all oh. happens so fast. But he's like, you hear a big, loud pop, like someone just cracked a knuckle, but really That's what happened to Schmidt on yeah. the new girl. But um, he was in terrible pain, and oh yeah. Oh, my God. In the oh, hospital for, like, horrible. over a week. I can't believe he waited so long. Yeah, I was like, did well, he think was... it was just going to get better? I don't on its know own? what he thought, but it was. Wow, that's but a horrible thing to happen. I was excited about happen. going on a date with him because he does hair and makeup for child beauty pageants, and oh, I wow. thought, I want a piece of that action. I want to fucking go to one of them. Yeah, and uh, but well, there, it seems like they're easy. There's we'll always plenty friends. of seats. Yeah, it never looks crowded. Well, there's a lot of overweight white women. Yes, performing in the front row, doing everything that they do. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so, so that's it. That. Yeah. I'm a, it's a little late at night, so I'm a little All right. Draggy. Well, thank you. We love you for listening as yes, always. Make thank sure you, you check out our sponsor, Dr. Kiss, the world's greatest lip balm. You get that at vanitymark.com. Get the Dennis Hensley five pack. That's right. Filmbaby.com. And um, follow Dennis on Twitter. He's a new he's a new tweet. Hensley Dennis. How many tweets have you sent since our last podcast? Probably like two or three. Not that many. Yeah. I just I like to tweet when I have something to offer. I don't need I don't No, I love that you're not doing the inane just ate a muffin. I'm not interested and I don't wanna I don't wanna know a lot of stuff. <laughs> I try to manage the information that I yeah. get in. I hear ya. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Totally. And I don't need to post something and see what everyone thinks of it. I had a really nice care. Twitter follower pick me up at the airport in Seattle. That's a nice. 62-year-old gentleman who follows me on Twitter That's was great. like, I'm going to be out of town. I have to leave town Saturday, so I can't come to the show. Can I at least pick you up at the airport? And That's really nice. Was That's so the best thing that's ever him. come out of Twitter. Yeah. It's good. Well, no, it's not the best thing. I've had some good sex. So but there you go. But not Through, From Twitter. Oh, yeah. From Twitter followers in oh, LA? Yeah. Twitter. Yes, Dennis. Yes. The Twitter, it's like Facebook. People are giving it up. Yeah. That's interesting. Why is that interesting? Because I can't make, I can't, I haven't figured out the lay of it yet. Like I can look, like I don't, and I've never done any private Twittering. I don't know how that works. Yes. So I'm They're just called trying, direct messages. Yes. I, I don't know. DMs. Uh, yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't div- dived into that. World. I don't know how to send a picture in a DM, but people send you pictures of their dicks all the time in their yeah. DMs. Awesome. I have to be like, here's my email address. Send your wiener there. And yeah. And we'll go, and we'll, we'll go from there. We'll go from there. But it needs to, if it's bigger than a shampoo bottle, it can't be a head and shoulders bottle. Because then I will say, get the dandruff under control and then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. That was a deal breaker. It was a deal breaker for me. Wow. Broken penises. Yeah. Need not apply. No, they need to not be broken and they need to, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Be uh, larger than an item that you shouldn't be ashamed to have. Yeah. Right. Right. Says the guy who just talked about spunk lube. That's right. All right. Well, anyhow, this one is uh, drawn to a close. We love you for listening. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.